God is so close, if we will decide to seek Him, we will find Him. Hallelujah. The more I seek you, is the more I find you. The more I find you, it's the more I love you. The more I seek you, is the more I
drink from the cup in your hand, lay back against you, Lord, and breathe, feel your heart beating, Father, your love is so deep, it's much more than I can stand, I melt in your peace, it's overwhelming. Keep clapping your hands. Let's appreciate, cherish. Can you feel the heartbeat of God? Yeah. When Bishop Intefo was preaching, you could feel the heartbeat of God. That God was yearning. His heart was throbbing to have you close. And I'm sure that we are going to go on that journey to have God with us. The hour has come. Maybe we can call this session Let the Fathers Speak. <laughs> Let the Fathers Speak. Ladies and gentlemen, we are greatly honored to receive the ministry of a father. And one of the reasons why I love Bishop Eddie Adi is that he is my father's brother and my father's friend. And the Bible says, thy father's friend forsake not. So if you see somebody your father likes, you must like the person. And ladies and gentlemen, you are about to experience one of the most electrifying preachers of all time. A man God has raised in our nation to be a light also to the nations. And the joy of it all is that he has worked with our father, Bishop Dagwood Mills, from the embryonic stages of Lighthouse Chapel International. To what it is now and just based on where he's coming from he has a right to be listened to he has pastored for many years and is now pastoring our airport branch lighthouse chapel international airport branch and um, there's a blessing God has brought to his church which disturbs me a little because he's building a very major cathedral in the Ashalebutre major area and a lot of members of mine are there so it's now a prayer I'm praying that Lord may they not desert me when they see a greater anointing <laughs> Yes, but how many of you know God will help me? Yes. I pray that they will not even go there once to hear him speak. Once. <laughs> if they go even once, just one, that's all. They said, no, no, no. I've been eating Gary for too long. 
it's, night, it's now time for some jollof. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't want to waste time. But Bishop Eddie Adi is the one I'm talking about. Anointed. He's a preacher. He's a pastor. He's a minister of God's word. Let's receive him to be a blessing to us today. Bishop Eddie Adi. Put your hands together for this amazing man of God. Wow. I actually thought we were going to have a mutual arrangement for some transfer of some members. Because God has endowed him with a multitude. But it's a blessing to have been associated with Bishop Edwin Morgan Quajir Ogo for all these years. And I was just whispering to Bishop Intefo before I got up here that it just, I just remembered years ago when Bishop um, asked us to be teaching informal pastoral training um, people and some other churches started to call on us to share with them what God has given to us in this house. And um, I went with Bishop Intefu to Action, Christian Action Faith Ministries, and I went with Bishop Edwin Ogo for several weeks to CEM every evening for a very long time. I think I'll pick him from Kolebu and then we'll drive all the way here and it was a wonderful experience. And I'm so grateful to God for where he has placed us in this family and he's using everyone to do. Clap your hands for this awesome God. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we are grateful to you for a wonderful opportunity to be here. We ask for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. The eyes of our understanding being enlightened that we may know the hope of your calling, the hope of your calling, the end result of your calling, the purpose of your calling, the rewards accompanying your calling. Yes, that we might also come to experience the riches of the glory of the inheritance you have in the saints. And the exceeding greatness of your power that is at work in us. You've already exposed to us to your Holy Spirit. And the reason and the purpose for calling us to be shepherds of your flock. And right now in this moment, bless us. To see wonderful things out of your law. And not just to see and be overawed, but Lord, grant us the grace to be doers of this word in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Clap your hands and please be seated. Hallelujah. Thank you. Bishop Morgan Ogo for this kind and honorable invitation. I do not take it for granted. 
many others could have been invited and I'm honored to be the one to speak and to speak at this time to all of you wonderful people. I don't have anything new to say, so what I'm going to say is just from the Bible, if you don't mind. There's nothing new under the sun. So anything I'm going to say is what is in the Bible already and has already been written and perhaps even preached ahead of us. But this afternoon, for just the few minutes we have to be together, I wish to introduce you to one of the most important subjects that is needed in our shepherdorial work. And because we are shepherds, it's important to embrace this important truth. So now I want to take you to um, Acts chapter 20, first of all, and then I will begin to preach. Acts 20, I'm reading from verse 16. For Paul had determined to sail by Ephesus because he would not spend the time in Asia. For he hasted, if it were possible for him, to be at Jerusalem the day of Pentecost. And from Miletus, he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church. So it was a kind of pastor's conference and church workers' conference. And when they were come to him, like you have come to the Lord, he said unto them, Ye know from the first day that, that I came into Asia, after what manner I have been with you all at all seasons, serving the Lord with all humility of mind and with many tears and temptations, which befell me by the lying in wait of the Jews. And how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you. And I believe in this conference, many things that are profitable to you have been released. May you run with them. But have showed you and have taught you publicly and from house to house, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. And now behold, I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there, save that the Holy Ghost witnesseth in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. But now, but none of these things move me, Neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. And now, behold, I know that ye all among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God shall see my face no more. Wherefore, I take you to record this day that I am pure from the blood of all men. For I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves and unto all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers 
to feed the church of God, which he had purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after them. Therefore, watch and remember that by the space of three years, I ceased not to warn everyone night and day with tears. Here ends the reading. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his holy word. Look, I know it's, I've come at the junction of lunch hour, but I beg of you to sit up and to buckle your seats and to hear the preaching of the word of the Lord. When I was in secondary school, periods around this time were not very popular, especially if it was music or French. Because just before lunchtime, that's not when you are going to teach us treble clef and bass clef and demi semi quaver and this type of ta a ta a a do you remember those things uh-huh. around this time when the music master is coming you see that everybody is sad but i'm not a music minister by any chance i'm not a music master i am a servant of the living god who has been sent to guide you into the way of truth. Paul had a pastor's conference. He enumerated many things he had taught the church and the things that he had, with all diligence, expounded to them and explained how that the gospel he had been given was so important and had, without fail, and day and night, whether publicly or privately, he had expounded it unto them. When he comes to the, if I should say, the, the crescendo of the conference, he gives them an important warning. He said, after my departing shall grievous wolves, the word grievous is, is interpreted also as rapacious. Rapacious is a word. At least in the afternoon, you should get one word to also liven your afternoon a bit. Rapacious. And it is somebody who is grievously greedy. So he said, after my departing, when I am gone, and he was telling them that you are not going to see my face anymore now, but after I'm gone, these people are going to arise, rapacious ones, grievous wolves. They will arise. First of all, he says, they will come from outside. Then he says, and also from among you shall men arise, speaking perverse things. And then he says that when I am gone and it is happening, you must always remember that I warned you for the space of three years on this particular note. Because what you may not know is that as we are gathering, like Bishop Prince taught us yesterday, 
and I was so blessed by that session. I was monitoring it on YouTube. Yes, and I was soaking it in. I told all my pastors, log on and, and buy into the conference, even if you are not there, because the fact that you are not at a place doesn't mean you should miss the blessing that it brings. As we are taught to gather and we are gathering, there are men both from amongst us and from without who are also scattering. And Paul describes them as grievous wolves. Grievous wolves. Grievous wolves. And from among you. So there are enemies without. There are also enemies within. And this is what I believe within this short space of time, I want to introduce you to. And by the grace of God, tomorrow we will continue. And then God will give us grace to keep the flock that he has. The Bible says, to feed the flock of God, which he has purchased with his own blood. Now, Paul is warning us over something that you may not consider. But to have made the point that Jesus has made us overseers of his own flock. Actually, he said the Holy Ghost has made you overseers. And that is why what Bishop Interfo shared was so crucial. Because if he made you overseer over the flock, then he knows how to care for them. And he knows where to go. And I was blessed by that scripture he quoted in Acts 16, where he said they tried to go to uh, Miletus or, or uh, uh, Phrygia, Bithynia, and the Holy Mishia, and the Spirit forbade them. He prevented them from going there. Hey, because he knows where the harvest is. And he, he made a point that he's the Lord of the harvest. Since he's the Lord of the harvest, then he, it, will be, it will be fatally suicidal to set off to go into the harvest without the Lord of the harvest. And he says, he has made you overseers of the flock of God, which he has purchased with his own blood. Not with your certificate. With his own blood. Chief, is this your iPad? Did you buy it yourself? Yes. You bought it with your own money. With your own money. Was it expensive? But this one looks like iPad 1. Oh. <laughs> iPad 3. Okay. Yes. It was expensive. Is it precious? Wow. So can I play with it? His heart, he almost had a heart attack. <laughs> you see how you are so... This iPad, which he has purchased with his Ghana CDs. His Ghana CDs. Even this one is precious to him. How much more the flock of God. Which he purchased. The Bible says you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold. He bought the iPad with corruptible things. Ah. This is your Ghana CDs. Today you call it Ghana CDs. It used to be called CDs. It used to be called CDs. And they removed four zeros from it and called it Ghana cities. 
it, it, it is corruptible. This city that cannot stand even the weight of the dollar and keeps going down and down and down and down is corruptible. Even that one is what he used to buy this iPad. You see, you are all shouting, hey, 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 hey. But the, the Lord is speaking through Paul and saying that the flock of God over the which he has made you overseers is something that he purchased with his own blood. That's why he says that you need to beware and take heed and be watchful. Open your eyes. Look around. You, you, you shouldn't joke with them because they are not just people that you just found on the street or people that out of your own oratory skills and ability to sway people, you got them into your fold. They are people that he purchased with his own blood. Every pastor, therefore, is under obligation, divine mandate, to be a defender and a fighter and a gatherer of the flock that God has made you overseers of. And if you joke with it, you see, when I'm throwing this, bring this, this thing to me. You see, when I'm throwing it, you see, the person who bought it, his eyes are watching it. And he's looking at me as I'm joking with what he has bought. And he's perhaps saying in his head that, Bishop, I mean, he may not say that to me. It will be some way for him to say it. But I am sure in his heart, he's saying that, Hey, Papa, does he have an extra iPad to give me? Does he have another one to dash me? Why is he throwing it? Doesn't he know that it can break? Doesn't he know that? How will he preach? All his preaching notes are here. On Sunday, it's going on in his mind. And Jesus is also looking at that young boy in your church. That young woman in your church. That elderly woman in your church. And he's watching over them. He says, I bought them with my blood. I won't allow grievous wolves. Grievous wolves. And God has blessed my father, Bishop Dag, to have the perspicacity. It's another one for lunch. Lunchtime, you need some words to liven you up. To give you appetite. And God has endowed him with the wisdom to detect them. To be able to detect them. To analyze and understand their behavior. Yes. These grievous wolves. My bishop has written about all of them. He has, he has about eight books dedicated to each of their problems and the problem that they bring. Because, Jack, I'm telling you, maybe you haven't met one before, 
But if ever you meet one of these rapacious wolves, yes, people with an insatiable appetite to, to take away from you. You see, my mind goes to my friend. I had a friend in the early 80s. You can sit down. It's a conference. I mean, it's not a convention, so you don't have to stand. My friend, in the early 80s, he had a fellowship. It was called Lovers of Christ. Lovers of Christ sort of branched out into two. And one became showers of blessing. Showers of blessings was led by now Reverend Sam Kranchiankra. And lovers of Christ was continued to be led by my friend also, who is called Michael Isel, Reverend Michael Isel. In time, lovers of Christ became Grace Outreach Ministries. Grace Outreach Ministries. It was one of the top three charismatic churches in Ghana in the days when the charismatic move started. You had Central Gospel Church. You had, even Christian Action Faith has started at late 79, 80. So it wasn't really in that group. I mean, it was later he became more like the father. So, but in terms of the younger people who, after Action, because Action had been in existence for about five years before Central Gospel Church started. A bit of history is also good for lunch. And so, in the process of time, Grace Archery Church, which was one of the top three or top four, top two even, when you mention Central, you mention Grace, then you mention Global, then Victory Bible Church, you know, so they used to have a kind of conglomerate. These four or five pastors, they have some kind of fraternity and conviviality. And, 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 and they were the top five, top five charismatic churches. And he was one of them. Even it was years later before Showers of Blessing became IBWC, International Bible Worship Center, which now is Royal House. Okay. This is my friend, Michael Asel, who was in the top three. So in those days, if you hear of any conference, are you listening to me? Try not... Try, try to pay attention because it's, I'm, I'm talking about something that the Holy Spirit is allowing me to tell you. I would normally not even be mentioning names. I'll just say a certain pastor. But I'm mentioning the names so that you understand the reality of what I'm talking about. Grace Archery Church was a flourishing church. If there was a program, you hear ministering our Mensa, Reverend... Um, uh, 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 what was, what was the, no, uh, Pastor Mensah Otabel, yes. And then uh, uh, Reverend, they were not bishops, or Reverend Takia boy, Reverend Esel, Reverend, oh, I mean, East two and others were later, later, later prophets. These were the top ministers. Grace Hartree Church used to be a church that lived up to its name. They would take people in buses during the evenings, in the evening and take them to an area 
and, and bombard the area with person to person in the evening, weekday evening. I saw them myself. They'll be singing, our God raised, our God raised in the bus as they are moving. My area, they came there. And the church was a growing, thriving, moving, powerful, anointed church. Music, evangelism. The church, the name of the church was Grace Outreach Ministries. And they were an outreaching church. The pastor was a very soft-spoken, very nice, anointed man, soft-spoken brother. One day, his assistant rose up from within. That's why Paul said, from amongst you. Not, it's not always that it's coming from outside where you may meet a prophet. And a lot of us must be very also vigilant because there are prophets in town. They are at Achimota Station 14. They are praying in tongues. They are waiting for an opportunity to, to, to arrive at your area and plunder your church. So they are from outside, but this one from inside, he rose up and in one swoop, he collected about 60% of the choir and about 50% of the church members to start a church. And they used to meet at Osu and they were building that industrial area, North Kanishi industrial area. Oh, the church was finished. The choir was finished. I mean, the, the atmosphere was changed. This man of God, you see, even when I mention his name, you don't even know him. By now, you should be hearing his name. You should be seeing his picture on billboards. His picture is not on any billboard. You will never hear him nor see him, not in a radio, not on television, not on any billboard, not on poster, not on handbill. He's still a pastor. But from that time, something hit his soul. And removed a certain confidence and, 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 and strength. And he has not recovered up till today. Up till today. One day I was bedding, I went to look for him. When I went, you know, the church was there. It, it was the building. They had moved from, and to move from Osu to North Kanish is not a simple move because the people cannot easily follow you. If you're, most of your members around that region, they may not easily follow you. Up till today, he has not recovered. I pray that he will recover somehow. But he's still in the ministry. But you see, that's what Paul was saying, that from among you, and sometimes right within your church, and within our own flock, even some of you who are sitting here. You see, just two days ago, a brother accosted me, and he said, he, want to, he wanted to remind me of something. He said some years ago, about four or five years ago, I was at the Kodesh. And I was preaching about loyalty. I was giving them three facts about loyalty. And he said, I went to stand in front of a foreign brother who was working amongst us. He said, he doesn't know why, but I was standing in front of the guy and I said, when we send you out, don't say this is a Ghanaian church. Don't say one day that you, you have lived here. We fed you. We fellowship with you. We, we've, we've blessed you. We've, 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 we've taken you as one of our brothers. You are not a foreigner to us. Because Lighthouse, by the grace of God, embraces many nationalities. With branches. It's not just the name of the church international. It's not just a name. It's actually something that happens. We have Rwandese, Burundians. Um, Nigeria, every kind of nationality almost in Africa, we have one. 
And he was one of them. He said, I don't know. I don't know. He said, I put my leg on the chair and I was talking to him. I said, when one day, and he, there was no plan to send him anywhere. He was with us. But in the process of time that I didn't even remember, we asked him to go to another country. And when he went, right from there, he said, he doesn't want to be part of us anymore. He said, when he was listening, he was listening to the message again. He said, at that point, he felt that the, the atmosphere had changed. And something, it's as if I was prophesying something. That's why I'm saying that some of you are sitting here, you came with your pastor. But in your mind and in your heart, there is a spirit of the grievous wolf that is springing up inside of you. And God just graced you to be part of this church and this conference so that something can be taken out of your heart. And one day you'll be standing and saying to your pastor, I thank God you took me to that conference. This is what will happen to you in this conference. God bless you. Clap your hands. So permit me for just a few minutes to just um, say a thing or two about fighting grievous wolves through loyalty. Say amen. I said everything I'm going to say is in the Bible. But somebody needs this message today. And through this conference. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, you read from verse 1. He says, let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found, what? Faithful, which means constant, which means being dedicated. A man should be found dedicated. A man should be found, another meaning is trustworthy. Trustworthy. Yes. A man should be found trustworthy. And an all-important meaning is to be loyal, faithful, and loyal. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. He says, let a man account of us. You see, if you are looking at us, he's saying that consider us that we are ministers of Christ. And stewards, 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 stewards. I said stewards. A steward is not just somebody who, who, who serves on an aeroplane. He's talking about stewards of the mysteries of God. We are stewards of the mysteries of God. Salvation, sacrifice, love, patience. These are mysteries of God. We are custodians of that mystery. Then he says, moreover, he says, besides everything you consider of a person, you must understand that the steward must be faithful. That's why it is the most important quality that God looks out for. A man must be found faithful and loyal, constant and dedicated. Nobody, see when we say faithful, you understand it only in marriage. 
that if I'm married to you, you are expecting me to be faithful to you. There's no woman here who will come home and find a woman in bed with your husband and will just say, hey, Kwajo, that's I. When you are Oh, you become where? Carry on. Carry on. Sorry for disturbing you. Are you cold or modern? Why are dear pa? Oh. Toaso, toaso. Oh, Kwajo, you are in a comfortable lead. Who you are from me? Or no man, you arrive home, and when you get there, you will see your head usher jumping like a frog on your wife, and then you will say that, "Oh, I didn't know you were here. Am I disturbing?" <laughs> So you expect that if you marry someone after several years, the person will be still faithful or he will be constant. So if he said, I love you 20 years ago, you are not expecting that that 20 years ago, I love you, is cutting across. I said I love you 20 years ago. Like somebody said, since I told you that I love you, I have not changed my mind. When I change my mind, I will tell you. You are expecting that the person will be faithful. He will remain the same. You don't want him to change over the years. Or even that your body has changed. Especially our sisters. Often when they give birth, one, two, three. They still eat banku, kenke, kokonte, rice. And then they start expanding. So sometimes when you see your pictures of some 15 years ago or 20, 10 years ago or 20 years ago, you see that there's a change. Now, even though your body is changing, you don't want your husband to change and say, I've changed. So you have also changed. You want him to remain still in love with that size which used to be 12 before, and it's now 22. It's too much, eh? Okay, 18. 18 is not bad. 18. Wow. God is also saying that when he has stewards, he does not expect them over the years to change that when you started out, you had no money. And you, you, you waited on the Holy Spirit. You were found at Achimota Station 14. Station 5. 50 pesos entry fee. And one CD chair. I think one CD entry. And then 50 pesos chair. You get a chair. Plastic chair. One plastic chair. 50 pesos. To hire for the day. And then if, if you don't want. Then you, you go Station 5. If it's free. Then they put you there. You didn't have anything. You go to Achimota Forest. You are going to do what? To pray. After all, Bishop Interfu said, he is the Lord of the harvest. You have come to fellowship with him. You didn't have anything. Now you, have, you live in an air condition. 
At first, you didn't have even a church building. Now you have a church building. You didn't have members. Now, when you have service, there are people sitting outside. So, things have changed. Your prosperity levels have changed. Your popularity levels have changed. Your respect levels have changed. When you go, at first, when you go for program, they don't mention your name. Even this, you came, nobody's mentioning your name. But a certain size of your ministry and growth of your ministry will not let people just ignore you. When you arrive with your V8, even the ashes, when they see the black car and they see who is coming from the back, even without announcement, they'll say, oh, yes, sir. Uh, please, I think he's one of the VIPs. Let us take him. But now, you came in a taxi. Even the taxi is the small one. Matisse. Asher didn't allow you to park even in front of the gate. They, you stood outside, paid the taxi driver and walked in. But the day comes when your prosperity levels change. God is expecting you to remain faithful to him. Dedicated to him. When you set out, you were interested in people getting saved. You made other calls all the time. Now that your thing has multiplied, you are, your messages have even changed. I'm preaching it. Now, you are into seven steps to victory without sweating. 18 ways to prosper without sweat. Sweatless exploits and influence without limits. Your, your messages are more into money and prosperity. You've changed. That's why he says, moreover, we who are stewards or custodians of God's manifold graces, eh, we are not supposed to change. That's why I love my father, the bishop, Bishop Dykewood Mills. I've known him since 1981. He has never changed his emphasis. The following God and serving God and preaching salvation and saving souls is the main thing for the church. One day he preached a message, the main thing is still the main thing. And up till today, he still holds to that particular doctrine that the main thing is still the main thing salvation of souls. God doesn't want you to change. Most pastors have changed. Christians change. Because we are not faithful. We are not dedicated. And sometimes when you find people who come to assist you, they are not faithful. They are not dedicated. I have been with Bishop Dag since 1981. This year will be my 36th anniversary around September. Yes. I want to be able to stand one day and say, I have worked with Bishop Dag for 50 years. Amen. I pray. Pray for me too when you remember me. I want to. But there are pastors. You can't have people assisting you and standing to your left and to your right. That will grow with you till your, your jet black hair turns gray. Because the quality of being faithful and being dedicated and constant it fades with people. When their situation changes, you see that they have changed. Yes. When you are happy, I wish I would have time to talk about the signs 
and the and the sights and the sounds of people who become disloyal. I don't think I have the time. Yeah. But sometimes from amongst us and people who are working amongst us, you, you start to develop certain traits and you start to walk on a certain road. And over time, you who used to say, you are a preacher, you are a good preacher, I really like your messages, you will see that you don't say anything again. Yes. You've changed. If I say I love Bishop Dag, I'm telling you and I'm not because I'm preaching to say something to make you happy. I love him more now than I met him in 1981 in Achimota School. My admiration of him, he's still my best preacher. He's still my favorite preacher. I listen to him so that I will not exaggerate. I will say every day, he, you can hear his voice in my car, around where I am, where I'm sitting. His message, I have every message he has preached under the sun. And I'm combing sometimes from up to 1990 something. I'm listening. I'm listening to something 2015, 2016, 2012, 2004, 2002, 1992, 93, 94. I'm combing. And if there's any anointing I crave in the world, it is the anointing on his life. Up to today. But there are pastors. You don't stand like that by your senior pastor. That's why many churches are weak. Even you, you are coming for the conference. When you ask your assistants to come, they, they didn't come. One said, I'm going to town to go and buy something. Another said, oh, I didn't know that you were going. But I've already made up my mind. But if I am preaching at this conference and Bishop Doug says, Pierre, I need you for a discussion. I will just have to pick a call. Bishop Ogo, my invitation is off. I'm, I have a higher calling and I'm going to respond to that and, and I, I, I'm sorry but let somebody preach for me and if I can come later fine but if I can come then tomorrow and so it shall be but when you don't have that you don't know what you are missing one man can never fulfill his calling the Bible says God gave the word Psalm 68 and verse 11 and great was the company that published it at us having a powerful conference here and it's not organized by Bishop Daghiwad Mills. It's organized by one of his assistants. Books that are displayed here are not books that he has written are books that Bishop Daghiwad Mills has written and Bishop Dag is not even here. What a blessing will be upon your life and your ministry if you had dedicated loyal, faithful members who, when they see you and say, you are the most wonderful man of God I have ever met, when they meet their wives in their homes and they meet their friends at the hairdressers, they will not say that, hey, they say they are sorry, hold on. Papa, no. Papa, no. When they are in front of you, they call you, oh, daddy, daddy, papa. When they are at the hairdressing saloon, they call you papa, no. Now say there, when he's preaching, so-so, so-so. Oh, preaching crowd on person Now he says the service ends at 12. But when you come in front of him, you say, oh, papa. In fact, now you're preaching, sometimes something is doing me. Then they'll shake their, 
they will shake. Hey, something. Hey, the other day, when you, and I, I, I felt the anointing. You are a liar. But for all my days since I've been with Bishop Dad, my walls can testify. If they have recording, they have never had, even my thoughts have never had a thought of something negative. Yes. No pastor in Lighthouse, nor my friend Bishop E.A.T. Saki, can testify that at one time or other, I made a derogatory remark about Bishop Dad Edward Mills. You can't. There's nothing like that. There's nothing. If you open my heart and open it and check, there's nothing in there That's right. that you find as something again that, hey, oh, 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 sorry, I know, I'm a man. So, I mean, we've been with you for all these years. I mean, what is this? Waiting with this. Ah. Every day when you get up, you just want to call us anytime. I don't have such thing. But they are pastors. You associates. That's how they talk. That's how they speak. That's why when you are preaching, you are nervous. And I've been at Lighthouse before when we began, when the assistant of the church was the main center for criticism. And people would go to him and complain about the church to him. They will never come to me because when you come to me, I will show you that you are wrong. And some of you assistants, you are the center for controversy in the church. You are the main receiver of complaints. And you think that it's because you are nice or it's because you are good or it's because people like you or that you are a better leader. or that. Oh, my brother. You, what it is is that you are not loyal. You are not faithful. You are not dedicated. You are not, that, the word, one of the words I like is you are not constant. How did Aaron, when Israel had their first battle, how did they win it? How did they win it? They were not trained for war. They just came out of Egypt. They had no experience in war. That's why when they finished, God told um, uh, Moses that at time, in fact, he told Saul later on, he said, go and destroy. You remember what they did to Israel when they came out of Egypt? And go and kill them. Kill the king, kill the children, kill pregnant women, kill everything, kill the sheep, kill the goats. I don't want to remember them at all in this world. And when he went to save some, God was angry because when they just came out, they had never fought. And, 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 Aaron, and Moses went to the top of the mountain and lifted the rod of God. And the Bible says, as long as his hands were up, Israel was winning. What did Aaron and her, his two associate pastors, what did they do? The Bible says they got a chair and put it on the top of the mountain and said to Moses, please sit down. I don't know if you have a rod here somewhere. Huh? If I gave him a rod, Rod. Okay, bring it. It's a rod. Lift your rod. And I beg you, two of you, come. This is Reverend Aaron and Reverend Dr. Hare. You see, but at a point, Moses' hands were coming down. 
and being a human being, being a human, and this is where most people get it wrong. Most people get this wrong. Being a human being, his hands will be tired. And sometimes when you see the hands of your pastor are tired, that's when you want to even push him down. But you see, when his hands came down, then Joshua and the soldiers who were down there were being defeated. But they came up with a clever plan. Moses, you are the one God has chosen. You are the head pastor. You are the senior pastor. And you are the one in whose hands the rod must stay. Okay? So they lifted his hand and held it. The Bible says, from the morning to the evening, until they had utterly discomfited Amalek, they defeated Amalek completely. And Moses' hands were kept up. Were kept up. He couldn't have done it himself. But he got some people who held his hands up. What pastors need today are people who will hold your hands up. That's what you don't have. I, I tell you, I know what would have happened if it was today. If it was today for some of the churches. You will see that. Come aside. This hair and Aaron will come and stand here and say, ah, why the man is tired? You should just give it to us. Eh? Meanwhile, all the time they are discussing, his hands are going down, the people are being defeated. Then one will say, okay, so can I have it? Then Moses will say, no, you can't. You can't. It is not your rod. Do you know that Aaron also had a rod? The Bible says that in the in the Holy of Holies, where the ark was kept, there was the shoe bread. They had some, no, not the shoe bread. They had some of the manna in a pot inside. Then they had the table of the covenant. The one that, the tablet that Moses received from God, they kept it inside. And then Aaron's rod that budded. Now, Aaron's rod, dry rod that you have broken from a tree for a long time, can sprout up. It means it was a very powerful rod. But they recognize that it's not your rod. I mean, so if it was today, Aaron too would have lifted his rod and said, since you are not, uh, it's not working for you, uh, uh, it's a non-functional rod. The anointing has departed. It from my head pastor. I am the one who is now fresh. I am the one who can pray. I, I, I think now they are not able to pray. Even all night, and you use your ability to pray long to mean you are more anointed than him. But let me tell you, no matter how anointed you claim to be, you can never be as anointed as your senior pastor. Witchcraft and demonic thoughts is what has filled your mind for you to even think that way. And most people have such thoughts. You are more educated. When you stand and you give announcement and the people really clap, in fact, when he's not there, you, I, I one day I met a pastor of one of the, se- the most senior churches in town. He was, they were top three pastors in the church, and he was the second in command. He was very anointed to teach. He taught me, when I was in the university, he came to our fellowship and preached to us every Friday for one whole year. Every Friday. Very anointed. 
One day we met him. I met him with my pastor. He said, we asked him, how's your senior pastor? I said, oh, I don't know. He's, he's, I think he's traveled. I said, oh, how? No. Then he said, oh, for, for two years I've not flowed in the church. For two years I've not flowed in the church. For two years. And we who are outside, we think that they are, actually we thought we were so united that when Lighthouse was beginning, Bishop Dad sat with me at, then it was Sankara Circle. There was a circle, there was a big gutter with a, a, a concrete wall. We sat on it together and he, he was pointing to that church and said, do I see how the three of them are powerful? When the senior pastor preaches, this one will come and also preach a similar message and his message will be very strong and it will help the senior pastor's message to also be received. And that these three, one of them was a very wild worship leader. He said, look, this trainer, we also can be like that. So you, eh, and, and T, then he said, Bishop Saki, you will be my assistant. I'll be the senior pastor. And then you can also be leading the worship. And then T will also be like that. He said, the three of us can be like that. He pointed them to us. But that day when we stood with him, he said, for two years, I have not flowed in the church. What is it that can break such a nice union? Look, their church was very nice, very powerful. When they preach one sermon, it reverberates throughout Christianity. You, and they were the first to even be producing tapes that you can buy. And, uh, they were very wild. For two years, I've not flowed in the church. Because people don't have this quality of being constant. Years will come and go, but I'm dead. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Ah, Elisha said, you see, some of you always thought, everything now double, double. It's not just a song. Elisha told Elijah that as long as the Lord liveth, and as long as thy soul liveth, I will never leave you. You see, you people don't understand it. When somebody says, as long as the Lord liveth, it means God does he die. Does God die? Have you seen God dying before? Which is trying to say that since God doesn't die, my faithfulness and commitment to you is till God dies. Why can't you have that in your church? That's why most churches are not strong. Because they don't have powerful... Once somebody is powerful, he has to be on his own. So when he's on his own, he also... People who should help him and make him powerful, they also don't come around and they also break out to go and be powerful. So, some of you are in your church, an evil spirit is talking to you. And this afternoon, God has sent me to. To, to remove the thought from your spirit. Receive that deliverance in the name of Jesus. Today, Bishop is very strong. Bishop Dag is very strong. He can leave his entire cathedral he has built. You see, there are so many things I can speak. So look at Aaron. You see, he has also brought his rod. He said, I've got my rod. Lift it up and let's see. And you will see that. The victory in the church is not in your hand. And it's high time for assistants to understand it. That the growth of a church is not on your hand. Even if you are most powerful.
powerful prayer warrior, it is not in your hand. If you are a worship leader, it is not in your hand. Even if you are a good teacher of the word, it is not in your hand. It is in the hand of him whom God has called for you to assist. I've been an assistant all my life. That is so crucial. Even you may hear, see the books Bishop has written on it, and you will not even read it. And you'll be lifting your rod. Your senior pastor is there. But you have a fellowship in your house of people that pray without his knowledge. There's something wrong with it. I say, I'm talking to you that there's something wrong with it. Then you go and give Kasanchi prayer topics. Shall we pray, you know, these days? Um, as our man is growing, you can see that he has become more authoritative. Now, when you even give a suggestion, he doesn't want to take. But then you use an, a cheap proverb instead of the Bible to, to, to speak. And then I sensed in my spirit that the direction of the church is changing. I just want us to pray that God will keep us on course. You have raised an oranguistic prayer topic. That's why the church is not doing well. It's not your senior pastor who's not making it well. You are the one. When Bishop, I have listened to him since 1981. I, I'm sure I've listened to him maybe more than, I don't know. I, I don't want to exaggerate, but a lot of people. Bring your notes, me and you. We will discuss. And you will see that you can easily be beaten. By a few hours. But whenever he's preaching, I am the greatest supporter. I'm sitting at the edge of my, I don't sleep, never. Even when I'm feeling very sleepy before the meeting, I know I said, God has given me the grace to sleep 10 minutes. Powerful. After that, until before the service, no, my question, my five, ten, sometimes even seven minutes. I'm sorry, you're wild. I won't support all pastor. I don't know why I'm speaking to you. I preach to you sometimes in Tiana and Mexi Mexi. You don't want to help your pastor. When he's preaching, I say, preach it. It's a good word. I like it. You are preaching. What a word is this? And I'll be writing my notes. You have to be faithful. You have to be constant. You have to be dedicated. You have to be loyal, stable. When people are wavering, 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 and shaking and tossed about, and they meet you, they must be stable. Ah. You are talking about anointing that if your pastor was anointed, all these things, people would not be rising. Huh? Jesus was the most the Bible says God gave him not the spirit. God gave him the spirit without measure. He had anointing 100%, 100%, 100%. prophetism, 100% evangelism, 100% teaching, 100% uh, what? 
healing, 100%. Every gift you can think about, he had it 100%. Without measure. We have it in measure. Sometimes you lay hands, this one will fall, this one will not fall, this one will fall, this one will not fall, this one will not fall. Sometimes now the force I can't pam. Take it. One day somebody gave me a blow. Pai! Why will I not fall? My main concern or the back One day a man of God was laying hands on me or told me talk direct. He put his leg behind my leg and pushed me from the head. I fell down. When I fell down, I was not happy because I knew he had choked me. Uncover by anointing, overcover by force. Loyalty is what will make you fight grievous wolves. Grievous wolves. And people who come, the, Paul put it this way, out of amongst you shall men arise speaking perverse things. Perverse things. People cannot stand in your midst and start speaking perverse, murmuring, grumbling, complaining. And you team Nansa, oh dear, we are Papa, Intina. Oh, you know, oh, and you say, Oh, oh, no, send your nice one. Every good leader, okay, Every good leader, okay, come. come out good leader. May who be that? May who lead that? Or your good leader, uncle Hey, Mokai, hey, sit down, sit down, hey, hey. Who are those people there? Stop what you are doing. Come, come into the hall. I don't like that. Rebecca said, okay, come. Order. Sorry. Me preacher now order. Sorry, what happened? Oh, you know, who are those on the outside? Oh. Uh, okay. Please advise them to come inside the hall. I can see some of you are sleeping, but... I'm just advising you that when the word of God is being preached, try to stay awake. Hey, hey, sorry. You see, and you need when you are in your church and you are preaching, you need assistance. Who believe in what you are saying? Yes. It may sound hard, but you have to put yourself inside the head, senior pastor's shoes, and say, I agree with you. Preach it. Say it. And you see, they will stand like this. But a lot of assistance. Calm down. When you go, say, So, yes, so, so. You are not serious. 
you are a wicked assistant. You are not worthy to come and, and stand by your senior pastor. And you should be sacked. So for a monkey come. Monkey come say. Monkey come say. Monkey come up. It's your church and nursery. Is it a daycare? Is it a Sunday school? You can't even preach because Yeah! Mommy, mommy, mommy! I like Indomie! Hey, madam, take your child out. Madam, take that child out. I don't want to hear when the children are crying at you. You see, and you need assistance who may even feel uncomfortable, but senior pastor, Asoria Kadia. That's Aaron. That's head. Throw your, throw your thing somewhere. And then go and then do your work. Fight the grievous wolves. Fight the perverse speakers. You can't say something negative about my pastor. What do you mean? It's not nice. Tension too much. It's like you are not free to say bishop. He can say anything from A to Z. He's free. The Bible says, with joy will you draw from the wells of salvation. With joy. When your wells, your heart is filled with all kinds of tensions, especially from the front row. Omu hinder will ministry into your me doesn't reach the people at the back. With intimidating faces, can tankross looks, restrictive smiles. One day, a senior pastor was preaching. There was a lady sitting, his assistant was sitting at the second row or first row by the husband with her face bosom like a bosom. As he was preaching, he got to a point and said, Get up, get up, go to the back. Preaching, you are not smiling, you are not saying, Get to the back. Because what you don't know is that the enemies within are more destructive than the ones outside. That's now. Now, be lighthouse. Another reason why loyalty, as I've given you two, one is it is important. Second is that it fights this type of inner enemies, grievous wolves, and outside enemies. And number three, loyalty is important so that you can sleep soundly. Wow. It's a conference. So sit down. Aaron, Moses is got another. So that you can sleep soundly. What did Jesus say? He gave a parable. He said, A man planted wheat in his field. 
And then while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tears in the field. <laughs> and that is why some pastors cannot sleep. That's why some pastors cannot travel. That's why they cannot move anywhere. Because if you like, move. Matthew 13, 24 to 31. You can read it. It's there. You cannot travel. Hey, who took one and Because if you don't come early, by the time you come, the church is finished. Recently, Bishop was in one of these countries where uh, he, a pastor had 3,000 members. South Africa. And he traveled. When he came back, he was left with 50 members. I mean, 3,000 is about three times or twice this number. When he came back, I think it was two months or three months, he returned after six weeks. The church was left with, was it 25 or 15 members? 15 members. 3,000 to 15. Jack, I mean, not 1,500. One, Okay, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. 1, 2, 3 rows, 15. Yeah. Out of 3,000. It's called rapacious devouring of your flocks. And that's why Paul said, for three years, I'm warning, I've been warning you. Remember that I've been saying it three years now. What is so important that you'll be saying the same thing for three years? Yes. In tears. Let's not joke with this thing. I tell you, look. If you're not careful when I come back, grievous wolves, they will have fought everything. They've beaten me for it. But even my beating is not as important as the blood of Jesus that was used to purchase all these people. I'm telling you, three years is gone. Sometimes you think that you are so cool and calm that nobody will rise up against you. But what about expansion? That's why we say that loyalty is also the key to expansion or it leads to a mega church. You can't have a mega church if you don't have people who support what you are doing. Not passive support. Some people say we are silent majority. When grievous wolves are running wild around. We don't need silent majority here. We need people who speak and stop the mouth of lions and stop the mouth of accusers. And people who come to come and say things about your pastor. You can't. You, you can't stand in front of me to say anything about my pastor. First of all, I'll tell him. And secondly, I'll face you back. He will, I'll tell you that I'll let him know what you are saying. And for a long time, nobody has ever come to, to me like that. I've not seen anybody like that. Memoirs, journals, notes. Of things people have said. Pastor Onya on Chadia. Pastor Minsemwede. Pastor Tian Tian Crawford. Pastor is too. 
moving 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 they don't go near because they don't know whether it's a snake a lion a dog or a fox they don't drink where the waters are boiling and turbulent they are not sure what is inside could be a snake could be a crocodile they don't do it but they like to to they, they like still water david said my shepherd leads me beside still waters he makes me lie down in green pastures. You, you lie. If the place is kitty, 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 you cannot lie down. And many churches are kitty, 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 kitty. Hey, chorister, instrumentalists. Complaining. Hey, allowance. No, also, mutum. First of all, even to be given allowance in a church. If you are not fully employed by the church, I don't see why you should, you, if you are employed, then you are paid, then you do your work. But if you are just a good instrumentalist, I don't see why you should be paid. If you are a member of the church. Unless you have been hired as an assassin. Hey. <laughs> not an assassin, but hired as a what? An instrumentalist. Then you are paid for the hire. But if you are a member of a church, and even if you hire people to play instruments, I wonder the future of the church. Because these people, when you hire them, when they finish playing, then they stand outside or they go to the back. Is that money in gym ministration be at home apart from Mama Baba Moko? When you even want something to back your ministration, no attend home. Train your little children, they will play for you. If you are a member of the church and an instrumentalist, they should not pay you for it. If they pay instrumentalists, they must pay choristers because they all come for rehearsal 
together. And if they pay choristers, then they better pay ushers because they come and arrange before you can come. And if they pay ushers, they better pay members because if the chairs are sitting there, you can't minister to the chairs. Energy offering, one come for yours. Churches are suffering because members are not faithful. They are not loyal. They are not dedicated. By now, many churches will be 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 2,000, 3,000. 30 members, 20 members, 20, 15, 20, 15, 20, 15, 20, 15, 20. Struggling to pay rent. Always. Some of you should close down your church and beg your pastor to take you back so that you will serve better. Oh, brother, that's it. I shouldn't say you should leave your church. Look, there's a pastor. He left our church for 14 years. He now saw that the thing was not working. His wife said to him that, eh, what you are doing is a church. And we used to be part of our pastor church, Lighthouse. We're part of that. Why are you doing a church again? Why didn't you just, why don't we just go back? Talk to him. Ah, one day he said, look, all of you members, eh, I'm going back to my church. Find a good church to attend. If you can follow me, fine. If you can't follow me, be there. After 14 years, he returned to the church. He's now stable. His wife is serving in the church. He himself is working in the church. Everything is fine. Look at me. I'm not the senior pastor of a church. I am just a branch pastor of a church. One day, Bishop Doug had a meeting. He said, Pierre, he calls me Pierre, Pastor Eddie. So, Pierre. Pierre. Even though I'm a bishop, he still calls me Pierre. And it's, it's nice. Because nobody else calls me Pierre, only him. It means he, he, I'm, I'm his pet. I'm a pet. I feel now, I'm a senior pastor. Please, my title has changed from pastor to bishop. So, can you make it be Ed? He said, I want you to go and take one of the branches and see what you can make of it. I said, why not? After all, you have also left the main headquarters and gone to be with students. And you are also seeing what you are making of it. Why can I not go? I, to, 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 I, I clap my... Oh, I was clapping my feet. So at the meeting, I asked him, that, when am I going? He pointed to the floor. He said, this Sunday this Sunday. I thought it was on the floor this Sunday. And it was a Tuesday. Now, a Tuesday, and you are telling me it's this Sunday, it means I don't have a chance to say bye-bye to the church. I don't have a chance to raise funds for myself. I don't have any send-off party. I don't have any what? No farewell. Nothing. Then he said to me that we are going to buy instruments. We are going to buy instruments for crisp sound. So that when you go to the church, you know, 
and you speak. You see, the sound will be clear. You see, some of you don't know when your sound is not nice. That it is, that's why your check doesn't work. Because good, crisp sound. so bass no will move fine. Praise God. Bass will move. the mic down. So, it was a Tuesday. The service was in the evening. So, during the Tuesday service, he was sitting somewhere here, and I was sitting somewhere here. So, I crossed to say, oh, when we finish the service, I'll ask you something. So, oh, oh, come and sit by me and ask, like, right now. So, I said, oh, the instruments that you said we, we will buy, when I go, no. How? It's like the money. How? He said, oh, when you go, raise funds. Will you have gone? Another reason why loyalty is important is so that you can transfer your people at will. The centurion who came to Jesus, he said, you see, the word loyalty is often used or allegiance is used in military circles. And they understand you can be sent anywhere even to your death. And he said, I said to one, Go! And he goes. And to another, come. And he comes. So when I was transferred without instruments and that I should go and raise funds when I go, I went. With joy. I was actually, I actually dressed up, spotted, prepared a good sermon and walked to the church to go and introduce myself to them. After all, I left the Kodesh without announcement. So why should I go and announce for, for it to be announced? But Bishop Interfu crossed me. When I got there, he had also come. He said, oh, no, 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 no. Because he was in charge of that whole area and I was going to take that small branch. So he said, oh, no, 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 no. I shouldn't just come like that. He has come to introduce me. I said, ah, no, it's not necessary. I will just go and tell them that from today, I am the pastor of your church. I was going with joy and I prepared a very nice sermon and the title of the sermon was, It's a New Season. I said, if you are not married before I became your pastor, you will marry. It's a new season of your life. If you didn't drive a car and now that I'm your pastor, you will drive a car. If you have never built before, because I'm your pastor, you will build. It's a new season of your life. Oh, I was, I was throwing my, hey, I was throwing my legs like I was going to play penalty. Oh, I was very happy. He came to introduce me. Now being serving in that branch for four years now. And by the grace of God, we are building a very huge edifices in the city of Accra. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> we are neighbors, neighbors, neighbors. Yeah. But you, if your senior pastor transferred you, you will leave the church immediately. In our headquarters, I mean, I mean, questions so to him. So to him, one or one of them, no, eh? Questions so to him say, Ah, one and Yajman, one medi, monkey go work with Babungo chop. I'm not going anywhere, but you will you go yourself? The man said, I say to one, go, Luke 7, 
For I also am a man set under authority, having under me soldiers, having under me pastors. And I say to one, go, and he goes. To another, come, and he cometh. And when you are not loyal, when they call you, come. One pastor, his, uh, one, one of our pastors years ago, a senior pastor asked him, he sent one pastor, go and call him. He, he told the pastor that I'm not coming. He told them, he said, I'm not coming. Then the pastor who was sent asked him that, why are you bringing a beast? He said, I'm not bringing a beast, I'm bringing a dinosaur. <laughs> and, and a dinosaur he brought. That's why we call, instead of a dinosaur, we found a monkey, these red monkeys with long arms. We call them orangutans. That's how come we call disloyal people, rebellious people, we call them orangus, the short form of orangutan. Because he said dinosaur, but dinosaur was a bit, this thing, the name was, the nomenclature was a bit confusing. So we said it's an orangu. So if you are a rebellious person in your church, we call you orangu. When we are teaching about these type of messages that expose orangus, eh, we are teaching the subject orangulogy. When you are behaving like a disloyal person, we will say you are orangulizing. Because to orangulize is a verb. It's a doing word. You are in doing the action. When you are criticizing your pastor, you are orangulizing. When you are trying to break up and convince people, you are orangulizing. Oranguism is the phenomenon. Phenomenon of people who are orangulizing. Oranguistic. <laughs> because when you, are, you have orang, orangu tendencies, you are oranguistic. Because you can be more oranguistic, most oranguistic, or oranguistic, less oranguistic, and least oranguistic. God is delivering you from every orangu tendency. I said, God is delivering you from every orangu tendency. And you are delivered from it in the name of Jesus. When you go to your church, you must stand and say, where are the grievous wolves? And where are those who are speaking perverse things? We silence them in the name of Jesus. And raise the banner of loyalty, dedication, faithfulness, being constant saying one thing, repeating the same thing, not saying one thing in front of a pastor, when you go out of his presence, you, you say something else. Derogatory remarks. You are in a meeting. You say you support the idea. You are for it. Everything. When they leave the meeting and they go to the next room and they are eating, then you say that, ah, meanwhile at the meeting, you say you support. Why are you saying something different now? And tell the person, this is oranguism. You are orangulizing. May God deliver you from every oranguistic tendency. In the mighty name of Jesus. Clap your hands for Jesus. I was just introducing you to the subject. My final scripture is in Revelation chapter 12. It's our church. Yes. I hear lunch is ready, so... 
Relax. Churches are suffering. Pastors are suffering. And we, they can't sleep because men are sowing tears among their members. And if you are one of... Lord, to make you sleep. Hold down the from. When Bishop Dag sleeps, he doesn't have thoughts about me that... What is Pierre telling the people? What is he going to say? No. No. He knows I will say what he would like to say and say it more. He has given seven reasons why loyalty is important. I'm giving 12. Revelation chapter 12, we are ending with that one because food is ready now. Revelation chapter 12, verse 10. I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. Why? Because the accuser of the brethren is cast down. Who accused them before our God day and night? And then the Bible says, they overcame him with the blood of the Lamb. Verse 12. You can check that one. Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe unto you, and woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. For the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. Satan has a short time. That's why loyalty is important. He knows that he has a short time. And within the short time he has, he's trying to plunder the church and remove salvation and remove strength and remove the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. Can you imagine that? Heaven shouted, Hey! Now is come salvation and strength. And the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ for the accuser has been cast down. Then they said, but woe to the inhabitants of earth. Because he has come here. He's walking around your church. Unfortunately, some of, some of him is in you. It's amongst you. It's with you. It's around you. It's upon you. It's over you. He is by your side. He, he, he is around. Even some wives of pastors are orangus. But it's unfortunate an orangu you cannot sack. One pastor was laying hands. Then when he went to him, the wife said, Ah, that's our girl now. Who don't say Tonoswa? Who chesa no adding? Who no be beer? And then when you are laying hands, you, know, you are very close to her breast. Everybody else, you are far. Only this one, you are very close to her breast. And the way you are laying hands, as if you are smooching her. You see, when you get some, such an accusation in your house, strength to minister, I mean, 
Why are you close to her breast like that? Do you want to pull current? <laughs> so the next time, if you ever have to lay hands on this one, you, you are... As I would to put a But now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ because the accuser will be cast down. When loyalty is in your system, accusation is cast down. And when accusation goes down, salvation comes. The kingdom of our God comes. The power of his Christ comes. Strength comes. You can say what you have to say with strength. You can give an example you have to give with strength. And heaven was shouting over earth, the inhabitants that Charlie, the guy who removed strength in heaven, salvation in heaven, and kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. He, we, we are rejoicing because we have cast him down, but he has come amongst you, so woe unto you. That's why you need to study the books that Bishop Doug has written. Can I have my books here? Study them. Yes. Dangerous sons. You need sons to help you in that. Look at the sons of Bishop Doug. As they are preaching, Bishop Intefu is a son of Bishop Doug. Bishop Ogo is a son of... Look at the program they are organizing. And look at me, I'm also a son of Bishop Doug. Preaching powerfully. Those who forget. This is one of my favorite messages. I don't like preaching it because it makes me too emotional. Those who are ignorant. People don't know. That's why a lot of people behave the way they behave. Some of you assistants, if you knew better, and perhaps embrace this message I'm sharing with all your heart. You'll be surprised the type of ministry you will help your senior pastor to build. International. Right now, you and your senior pastor have shared the members in the church. As he's preaching in the pulpit, you are visiting from house to house. Those who accuse you. Loyalty deals with such characters. Accusation. Those who pretend as if they are with you, but they are not with you. Those who leave you. There are those who have left, and there are those who can leave. How to identify them? How to, even when you identify, how to expose it? And then how to treat it if it can be treated, or how to eradicate it? Sometimes the teaching is like an inoculation. Yeah, you need to learn it. How to take a book like this and comb through the pages. Even sometimes reading the sentences to your members. So they say, I didn't write it over here. Bishop Natural Empire. Well, Kaimami. How is he saying? No, be a Kaimama. Or Kaimawa. No, who said, yeah, yeah, Pastor, no, can I bishop that one? Why? No, I can say, yeah, Papa, be a moon, that. Then so, yeah, Papa, no, no. On natural bookie. I, no, book, no, one kind, internet, Kaimama. 
ena woni yae no ena wo bukunum ena meda na di akira wo na abese so abrabo asese abrabo eno many people have left churches pastors who could have been great they are they are nothing when i think of those pastors who left their senior pastor two years have not flowed and another one they left that's what nothing struggling difficult i met one of them some few years ago he said what will what will i advise him i said go back to your senior pastor then I told him that I met your senior pastor and I asked him if you were to come back, what he would say. And he said, oh, it will be difficult because maybe you left 10 years ago and people have come who have advanced. Now when you come back after 10 years, where do they fit you? So it was a confusion, he said. Then he said, but he, he, he can accept him. Then he said, he, he actually said that? So I thought that he would take what I said and humbly go back, but he didn't go. I asked the senior pastor, these your two people, when they left, since they left, it hasn't been easy for them. Hey, all of them ministries down, 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 down. Prosperity is low, 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 low. Struggling, high, 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 high. Have you cursed them? <laughs> he said, I've not cursed anyone. I've not cursed anyone. He, he, he told me that he's not that powerful, but I know he's very powerful. He said, I'm not that powerful. I said, the two of them, they left you, they have struggled. Ah, have you cursed them? He said, I'm not that powerful. But they've struggled. If today they were together with the man, by now, oh. Loyalty and this loyalty. So there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of them, and there's an eighth one, which is those who are proud. Get all of them and study them. The conference is to aid you to be exposed to such material so that from here, you will go and use them for your work. I'm sure you wish that you get these powerful men of God to come and speak for you because in fact, in 30 minutes, you don't need it. You get the books. And you yourself take the books and fire the books like bullets, machine gun, and spray your church. Health and healing will come into your church. And you'll never be the same again. Ladies and gentlemen, God bless you. We love you all. Stand to your feet, please. Some of you are members. May God inject a spirit of loyalty into your heart to make you a truly worthy person to help. Lift your hands and pray. Now, just a simple prayer. Jesus told Peter that Satan has desired to sift you like wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith will not fail. And when you are converted, Strengthen your brethren also. Lift your hand. Father, we give you thanks. And give you blessing. I pray for everyone in this room. Oh yes. Like you prayed for Peter. Father, deliver them from the accuser. Deliver them from becoming accusers. Deliver them, oh God, from 
falling into the hands of the wicked one to be used against the ministries you have raised in the land. Bless everyone that came into this conference. Change our hearts, O oh God. Transform us totally. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Clap your hands for Jesus. And you may be seated.